But what's really important and why I think strategy is such a big piece is because we have to get really clear on our goals and what the goals are. Is it sales? Is it brand strategy? Is it brand awareness? Yo, yo, yo. What up? Welcome to the Mindful and Ruthless Podcast, where you will learn the mindset, mindset strategies, and the tactics in order to develop a full-stack life. life. Hey everybody, my name is Sagi Schreiber. I'm a designer and entrepreneur. My guest today is a social media and brand strategy expert. This means she helps brands leverage social media to meet their business goals. She has over 20 years of marketing experience and almost 10 years of doing social media exclusively and she's now running her own business. This was a super practical, value-packed conversation. We talk about Instagram and Facebook growth, about uh, Instagram pods, running follow-on-follow bots, which, by the way, I've been using at the time of that interview, but I just don't anymore, and we, we talk about it a bit. We also talk a bit about strategizing and planning your brand's content and way more. So, ladies and gents, it's my pleasure to present to you Veronica Amorente. Let's get my phone with this. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Mindful and Ruthless uh, podcast. I'm here today with Veronica Amorante. Veronica, what's up? Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. For sure. I'm so happy to have you. Like, we, I remember we talked about it uh, way back in February when we just met. So for anybody, like, just to fill you guys in, like, uh, Veronica and I met, uh, we were both volunteering at Social Media Marketing World. And uh, yeah, and, and so for anybody who doesn't know um, what you're um, up to and what you're doing, how about you fill us in like on your work and your background? Sure, okay. So I'll start with my background, just kind of given in some sort of order. So my career has been very long. Um, I actually started well, in 1994, it's been a long time, um, and I moved to New York, and at that time, I wanted to do uh, fashion. I wanted to go to school for fashion, but I started meeting people from the music industry, and I became an intern at a record label, and what I did back then is I used to get records played on the radio, so oh, I would go with the artist on tour. I would go to their, at that time, we had record stores. So we would go to the record stores. They would sign records. I'd take them to the radio stations to do interviews. And I did that for six years in New York. And then I was moved to Los Angeles to do it there for different record companies. So I worked for Sony, Columbia Records, Island Def Jam. And I got to work with some pretty cool people, and I did that for another six years. So about 12 to 13 years, I worked in the music business. And then I returned to Florida in about 2008. And at that time, I wanted to be near my family. And it was just around that time where social media was becoming a thing that we could do professionally. And so at that time, I had a blog, and I learned how to do social media with my blog, promoting my blog, um, kind of taught myself. And then um, a few people asked me to start managing their Facebook page, and that's kind of how I got started doing it professionally. Then I applied for full-time jobs as a social media manager, and it just so happens that I felt into the healthcare side, 
and I developed a reputation for myself being really good at what I did and um, developing communities for topics that people don't normally like to talk about. As you know, social media is a big platform for people to go online and give reviews or rave about a product or a service that they had. Well, here I was doing social media for healthcare and conditions that people are not proud of having. Like they're not proud of like going to drug and alcohol rehab. And these were some of my employers. And it just so happened that I, I learned how to use Facebook to create a community around people who were in recovery from addiction, but also to provide resources for people who were suffering and to know like where they could go for help. So I was doing that for a good six years as well. And the last job that I had, I was director of marketing. So I oversaw the social media as well as, you know, their traditional marketing initiatives. And so last September, that job had a big, you know, they cut back a lot of people and I ended up getting laid off. And so throughout like all of my careers, people have been like, start your own company, start your own company. And I never wanted to. And um, what, what was the fear? The fear was like having a chase account and having to sell and having to constantly like not knowing where your next check was going to come from. Like I always loved having a check deposited into my account every two weeks, no matter what. So mm -hmm. I love that comfort. And then to me, it just seemed really uncertain. Um, you know, not knowing like you could have accounts, but at any point that account can fire you and you're just like, what am I going to do? Yeah. But now that I've done it for so long, for this time, not so long, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Like, I'm actually yeah. like, why didn't I do this before? Um, I really enjoyed it. And I figured out systems where I don't have to worry. I thought I would, I would have to chase people to get paid, um, you know, and have to wait for checks to clear. And there's actually things you can do to prevent that from happening where you don't have to chase people to pay you. Um, you actually don't do any work before they pay you and that's it, you know, and then yeah. you don't have to worry about that. So I started like cool. learning all those things. Yeah. yeah. And like, I didn't know any of that. So that was pretty neat to learn. And um, so, yeah, so I started doing social media and brand strategy independently with my own company. That's what my company does. And aside from that, I'm going to be creating courses for people who want to be social media managers. I'm really, really big on strategy and the strategy of social media. And I think that there's a lot of people out there that focus on one thing, which is like, oh, they are really like either Instagram experts or they're LinkedIn people or they're uh -huh. Facebook people. But I don't think anybody's talking about how to integrate all of these networks, how to really not only integrate them within social, but then how does that strategy fit into the overall marketing strategy and the bigger strategy of an organization? So that's hmm. what I'm interested in talking about and what I'm interested in teaching and what I'm interested in, 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 in being able to merge all these networks at the same time, but also being able to meet goals and set goals to meet, you know? So I think that that's, as far as social media is concerned, I feel like that's where the conversation is lacking, the strategy piece and how do we, because we can't be on every network. It's just impossible. But there's things we can do so that our audience can find us no matter what network they're using. So that's okay. my big interest, I think, you know, and, and yeah. again, I'm now discovering that I want to teach that to people who want to be social media managers and even business owners. They may want to know how to run their own social media. Yes. The people that are in the Mindful and Ruthless Facebook group, I bet most of the people are like solopreneurs, um, people that are already uh, either they're having their day job, but they have the side hustle going on 
or they already left their day job and are building their own businesses, you know, like we are. And um, I bet everybody, though, has the same kind of um, want to kind of like be everywhere and, and be on social media and step up their game. And I think that I, I know that I really want to scale my, my, social, my social media activity. And yeah. the thing is, it's like I, I'm really um, finding it hard to be everywhere, although I am finding yeah. the ways to improve. But then again, you see, and then you go and watch Grand Cardone. Like this guy is a, is a super, super businessman, like super busy businessman. Like he's got so many things going on. And then he, you see him like, you know, posting, you know, two videos on YouTube every, every day and like another, like, you know, three Instagram posts. He's got like more than 20 tweets, tweets a day. He's got like, so basically I know he built this department over time, but he has a team. Yeah. 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 He has a, he has yeah. a team doing that for them, but he's everywhere. Meaning like he's yeah. doing the videos. He's actually yeah. doing the videos. He's the one like, you know, um, like managing all this stuff. And, and now that, um, I'm right now also like beginning to form a team around me. So I have a few people working, helping me spread, you know, Sagi across social networks. And, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm finding it really hard to scale um, because you have to make sure that the copy that they write is good because most of the time it's not. Right. You have to like, right. even, even spelling errors or stuff like that, um, that I even have, but I ch- I find it on other people's stuff. And, and, and the way to post on groups, you know, you have specific ways you can post on groups and, uh, and another way you need to post on pages in a different way. You need to post like in specific groups in that way. So, so it's really, really complicated on Instagram in one way. Um, on, on Twitter, it's another thing. Uh, and then managing all the editing, like the video, the video editing part of like YouTube, that's like hardcore stuff um yeah so anyways i guess i guess we can talk about this strategy piece because um and even if you don't mind even like you know taking a look at some of my stuff and saying and calling me out and you know and what i'm (laughs) what i I can be improving and maybe people will learn out of that um yeah i think it's really important you know to say that you can't i mean let's think about us right now. It's just us right now. And it's great if we can build a team, that's fantastic. But right now it's just us. So let's just say we're one person. You can't be everywhere. Even though there's automation and tools that can allow you to be everywhere, you're not going to have authentic engagement. You know, you have to pick one or two networks that you really enjoy. You have to enjoy it because hopefully you're engaging and it's authentic and you're enjoying the connection that you're having with other people. So let's say you pick Facebook and Instagram. That doesn't mean that you don't post on LinkedIn. On the contrary, what you do is on these networks that you can't be on all the time, you let people know where they can find you. You pin a post and you say, hey, guys, find me over on Instagram. This is my username. This is where I'm hanging out at. Or, you know, it could be a tweet. This is where I'm spending time. Or come check out my Facebook Lives. This is where I'm hanging out. And you do that every so often. But what's really important and why I think strategy is such a big piece is because we have to get really clear on our goals and what the goals are. Is it sales? Is it brand strategy? Is it brand awareness? Like, what what are we working towards and it could be whatever but I think like 
the mistake that we make is that we try to be everywhere and we try to do all things and we don't sit down and come up with a plan and say, you know, is everything that I'm doing in line with my goals? You know, is this leading me towards, you know, sales or is this action, is this post leading me towards brand awareness? Is it in line with the plan? And so once you take and take a step back and look at that, you have to also do get into Okay, so you first have to do an audit and see what you're working with. Like, for example, okay, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. After the audit, you have to also get back to your target audience. Who's my target audience? Hopefully, you've already done that exercise. And then you have to be where your target audience is. So if they're on Facebook, you're on Facebook. If they're on Instagram, you're on Instagram. If they're not on LinkedIn, don't spend time on LinkedIn. Now, you'll find then that Instagram is converting for you. Maybe Facebook is converting. And those are the places where you should be, not only where the engagement is, but also where you enjoy it and where you're seeing, you know, that result. And after you have that and you kind of identify, you know, and you set your goals, then you can get into the deployment of the strategy, which is the content, how often you're going to post, and then measuring. So that's really like an overall overview of what a strategy is, but it's basically getting really clear on how it is that you're going to scale and what it is that you're going to do so that when you're showing up on these platforms, there's a purpose. So I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, what you said makes total sense. Um, Right. I think, first of all, I can relate to the point of like focus, like you have to focus where your the most efforts are in terms of your your um, social presence. Um, So like I know that for me, this Facebook group is the focus is the main key. Um, Up to that, I got YouTube and Instagram, which I'm right now focusing on. Um, But let's say Instagram, right? Like it's not the place or maybe it is in a way, but I mean, it's not really the place to build. tribe you know most of us want to build tribes they want to build audiences around them or around their content it's like brand awareness in order for later of course like you know having online programs that are related having like those kind of things um but mostly just because we as people want to give value and teach what we know and that will we know that will it's it's kind of the karma way you know that we believe but if we do what we love and we talk about it and we preach about it and 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 then after that it just like the value we give to out will come back to us i I mean at least that's how i work um uh, and i enjoy i enjoy really like uh doing that and and forming this kind of like community around what i'm doing but i'm saying a facebook group is a community you know that's a way to form a community maybe um maybe even an email list you know it's like in a way sort of a community because you have exclusive stuff and i mean YouTube in a way is like number three, but then again, how do you get that kind of stuff on Instagram? Because Instagram is kind of like, just like, right? So I think with Instagram, what you, what you do with Instagram is you cast a net, you throw out a net and that's your content. And basically you're posting, you're active, you have a presence on there. And then you will have a handful of individuals who will be interested in your content and they will follow you to Facebook and join your group. I've had several individuals who have, you know, come to my group, they're now in my group and I found them on Instagram. Instagram converts for me, so I can't disregard it. When I did my social media strategy masterclass, I had... You know, half the sales came from Facebook, half the sales came from Instagram. So I think Instagram is a place where you really, it's a space where you can meet people that you didn't know already. I think you're absolutely right. Facebook and Facebook groups is a 
great place to nurture that community, to nurture the tribe. But I think as far as recruiting people for the tribe, that's when you go to Instagram. And I think that you can have some really good attraction marketing happening on Instagram. And the goal is to get them either over to your group or over to your email list. Yes, I think that's, that's totally something I'm on board with. Um, because I'm not trying to double my, double kind of like my uh, same content. Like I'm, I'm, I might be posting like, um, uh, I don't know, like bits and pieces of like what I'm doing here, there. I'm posting the promos mostly on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm journaling. I'm kind of like the back end of my, the, the um, let's say behind the scenes of my life as an Instagram. Um, and I believe it's what will kind of like help get people here to this group, which is the main focus. But now I'm asking like, really, I'm asking you like, um, I'm finding it really hard to grow there. Like, um, because once you're not like a fitness model or you're, uh, you know, a model in general, a woman model, <laughs> um, or you're like a car fanatic or you're like, you know, one of those niches which have like, and you have a niche account, um, then it's kind of like it feels the organic growth is very hard, um, yeah. right? So how can you strategize around that? How can you maybe, you know, do something to boost that? Yeah, so, I mean, there is a few things that you can do. And actually, um, I'm partnering with an agency really soon where we have a specific individual that what he does is Instagram and Twitter growth. And that's okay. all he does. And he basically takes the client's, you know, accounts and grows them. And really, you have to spend a lot of time on the network. I don't think that we as, you know, business owners can really invest that kind of time in one network. Um, but really, in order to do that, you have to engage a lot. You have to go into these hashtags. You have to communicate with people. You have to be pumping content into, into Instagram and basically treating Instagram like you're number one in order to have that kind of growth. So it's kind of like with any social network, what you invest is what you're going to get out of it. So you're going to have to focus a lot on Instagram. You have to create constant, constant content for Instagram um, for the stories, going live on Instagram. So it, it's a lot, you know, to have that kind of growth. But like I said, I think that one really important thing is consistency and staying present, visible, and not giving up. Um, that's where I see a lot of people kind of, you know, walk away from it. They, they, they do a lot of work and then they step away from it and then they lose that momentum and then they try to get it back and then they stop and then they come back and it's just, after that, it's just not going to work. So my advice is just hang in there, keep posting, post content that's going to get them over to wherever you want to nurture that tribe, whether that's Facebook, whether that's your email list, look at Instagram as like your place to kind of um, interact with other people. It's kind of like a plaza, right? So if you think of a plaza and you go out to the plaza or to the park, there's people hanging out there. You could go to this corner, which could be a hashtag and talk about a certain topic. You could go to this other corner and talk about something else. So I think it's a place for us to show up and, you know, again, have something to say, publish content and just keep doing it because to grow it and to have a lot of growth, you have to create a lot of content and you have to be there. So I don't know if that's uh, possible for us to do as business owners because we have so much on our plate. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the hard part, right? I mean, also like, I know that, um, I, I remember I invested a bit like of reading and, and learning about Instagram growth. And I, I discovered all the things like for, at first 
I discovered um, hashtags, right? That's like the first thing you discover. So I invested uh, some time reading and I'm like, okay, wow, hashtags. I didn't know that I should use hashtags. I didn't know the limit of hashtags. I didn't know what hashtags are, like strong hashtags, uh, you know. So I, I heard a couple of tips. I'll share them right now and you tell me if, I'm, if, you, if you catch me yeah. wrong on one of them. Uh, one is like, I just want to uh, get through the stuff that I already know and some people might even know sure. here that uh, we'll get to the ninja stuff later. Um, so yeah. um, in terms of hashtags, uh, there's... Uh, there's a matter of like, you have like 30 hashtags that you can uh, throw out there. Um, the, the hashtags that you should find, usually the best thing is like um, um, five, five uh, digits, meaning like, you know, between yeah. 10, 10K to 100K, that's the, good, uh, that's the good ones, right? Because they're not too popular uh, that you'll be lost in a feed in a second and, and they do have a volume search. So therefore you should use, when you type in your hashtags, people, just remember that you, you see the numbers. So if it's like 21K, that's a good hashtag. Yeah, if it's close to 100K, great. That's another strong hashtag, which is more popular, meaning like you, you push down the feed further, but still it's less than um, 100K. Um, so I'm trying to use those kind of like, hashtags yeah. and then um when i'm, I'm using uh, something called uh uh wait i'll tell you exactly what it's called um there's a name for that site uh uh for display Is purposes okay do you know for display purposes I'll, I'll i'll link to it um i'll link to it in the in the group um so for display purposes, I'll just write it down here so I can link it later in the group um, and also in the show notes of this podcast. Um, and so that helps me get some hashtags around what I'm doing. Um, it's a bit limited, but it's like still, it's pretty good. Um, and then, yeah, okay. so that's, big. that's definitely really big that, you know, the searching for hashtags, when you're going out there and having these conversations, you have to look for hashtags that are not overrun and are not in the millions and then go out and create conversations with the people posting to those hashtags. So the hashtags that I used have been researched by somebody that I hired. And I actually, in that freebie that we discussed, there are some research hashtags for entrepreneurs um, and those hashtags are active. So that's the key. You have to go out and find hashtags that are active that have been researched do not use like for like, do not use follow for follow, none of that. You have to go out and find hashtags that are, you know, again, active and that pertain to your community. So entrepreneur hashtags are usually very good, but again, you don't want to use those million, you know, so hashtag use. Yeah, you don't want to do that. But yeah, and, and there's people who dedicate their time to researching these hashtags and those resources are out there. Um, it's really important that you, you connect with the community and that you're following because usually there should be like an Instagram person or a social media person in your network. And from time to time, they do create these resources of like the latest hashtags and the news. So always be on the lookout for somebody who's publishing that kind of information. Cool. So nice. So basically being on a lookout for people who are in the game and kind of like posting like hashtags that are becoming popular, but still not a lot of people know about. Um, exactly. 
Exactly. Cool. And cool. also following people that you look up to, right? Or people yeah. that you see their strategy, you see it's working. Check out what hashtags are using. Where are they showing up? If you go into a hashtag that you found interesting, see who's there, see what they're using, see what other hashtags are using. So it's constantly, and as you know, social media is always testing, always changing, yeah. always looking for what's next. So you just have to keep your eye out for, you know, things that could help your strategy. Yes. And also, um, so we talked about hashtags, researching hashtags, finding the relevant hashtags. Then I found out about the next thing, which is um, follow on follow, which is, let's say, you know, it's the, it's the dirty side or like the, the, you know, it's the dark side of, you know, the Instagram growth. Yeah. But let's face it, that's the game and everybody's playing that game. Everybody. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I, I, I saw some threads about this, like there was this um, Instagram, like uh, photographer who grew her account really um like uh, organically um and then she found out like people are passing or passing or passing and she's like how can everybody and then she found out about follow on follow and she started messing around with that and hiring uh bots to do that like basically like working with bots to do that she said like that was massive growth um so like um she stopped and then she was like okay i feel bad doing it but you know everybody's doing it so when you're in the game and these are the rules then you have to play by how people are playing you know yeah. like um so i hired someone about like a couple months ago which runs some kind of bot and i have no idea what um to do a follow on follow the thing is i i kind of like i did something which is um um different like different i told them like can this bot do a message that, to anyone that follows me back that will get the message automatically um, and he said, yes. Now, I know all these spammy messages, but what I did is different. I did is like not offering them anything, just saying, hi, I just want to say uh, thank you and I'm happy to connect, something like that. And that sparked a lot, like tons of conversations, tons of DMing on, 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 on my account. So I meet very interesting people. And then I just, once I start a conversation with someone, I just go back to their account and follow them back, like if, even if the bot unfollowed them. Um, so I find that that is a, some, somehow like it works. I feel kind of bad with it. Like everybody does, I guess, but you know, that's a strategy that might work. Maybe you can call me out and say, Sagi, stop it. It sucks. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm glad that you found something that you can work with. I love the fact that you personalize it and that you're actually showing up and following up and having these conversations with the people that you DM, right? Cause that yeah. could go spammy really quick. Totally. So I love that you kind of took it the other way and that you're present, you're showing up, you're talking. So that's great. It would be really bad if you were just sending these messages and never showing up to talk to people. So I think you're doing it right. You know, you do have to be careful when you're, show, when you're using these bots because you don't know, you know, if you're not the one programming the bots, like you don't know, you know, whether or not they're going to stay compliant with the terms of use with Instagram. So you have to be very careful because you could get shadow banned. Um, which is a thing that like Instagram came out and they said there's no such thing. That's a lie. There is shadow banning going on on Instagram. Um, you know, and I'm sorry to like call them out like that, but I've seen it happen to people very close to me. I've seen the, the engagement go from it just nosedive tank because they were shadow banned um, and oh. their reach just definitely um, decreased because they were shadow banned. So that, that is a thing. I mean, maybe they call it something different. Um, but it does happen. So you have to be careful that you don't, you're not using a bot that's going to violate those terms and that it's in mm -hmm. fact going to start 
acting very bot-like because that's essentially what the algorithm is looking for. Like who's acting like a bot and those are the people that we want to remove because they're like messing up the user experience. So for example, even with leaving comments, like you have to leave a comment that has at least four words. Don't leave a comment that has, you know, two words and you're saying love this, you know, or something like that because then Instagram is going to take that as an engagement bot. It's not going to think that you're really real time engaging. And if you're going to take the time to really engage, you may as well get credit for it. So make sure that it's at least four words. Um, And then Instagram reads that as a real conversation. So I think for me, um, I don't, I don't use bots to grow my, I honestly, like people follow me all the time and there's times I follow them back. There's times I don't. Um, I'm not focused on growing my audience and Instagram is kind of happening as a result. Um, you know, I'm just focusing on providing content and showing up and, you know, just gaining followers is not a thing for me. I think what's really important is out of those people, like I'm paying attention to who's showing up, who's commenting, who's, um, who's engaging with me, who's coming over to my group, who's buying from me. So that to me is really, it's, it's more important. And I can't, I can't decide that, you know, when I'm going to follow them, it just kind of has to happen organically. Right. So like, hopefully I can lead some sort of funnel and, you know, they'll engage through some of my content. But so that's why I'm not really focused on gaining more followers. Okay. So basically you were saying you like you as a social media expert, you do not use any bots or you, you don't use like this kind of methods. I used a bot. I used a bot. These guys from Turkey um, formed this company. I can't remember it. And I used it for like about a week or two weeks. And what this bot did is that it went out under a specific hashtag. If a person used a hashtag, it would go to their profile and like 10 pictures and then just go away. So it was engaging with hashtags and, you know, as a result, I got a lot of followers based on that because, you know, I would go, not me, but the bot would go and like all these pictures and then they would come back and follow me. And then after a while, it just wasn't, you know, I wasn't seeing the growth. It was like probably two weeks and then I decided to um, close the account and, you know, they basically said like, okay, cool. Like you're not going to pay for it or anything anymore, but like, we'll still keep your name on there. So I think they're still doing it. Um, I'm not really sure because I do see a lot of activity, but I wanted to test it. And what I thought was interesting is instead of following, I wanted to see if in fact you could engage with a bot. So the bot that I did was more about engaging with hashtags and showing up based on what people were using as a hashtag. Mm -hmm. So you basically got to enter the list of hashtags you were interested in and then the bot would take care of the rest. Okay, cool. So, all right. So that was like, a few like words about you know these bots that are going on like in terms of like bot methods i you know i don't i i'm like i don't know like what at what point maybe i'll stop using that you know that guy with the bot um i know there's also bots that you can just like sign up for yourself and they do the work there's like one really good one i i forgot the name um and so we talked about hashtags. We talked about bots, which are kind of like on the gray. Uh, like maybe, maybe people should, maybe people shouldn't. Um, yeah. But then again, like, you know, there's also this kind of like wanting to hit the 10K mark so you can start like promoting content, right? Like promoting content in a way that's like swipe up to get something or to, right. to get to this article or stuff like that. Um, so 
Um, so that's that. And now, like, I, I heard also about this thing called, um, so basically after that, I found out about shout outs. Shout outs, mm-hmm. I, I tried like only once and it was really bad. I guess I didn't know how to do them. Um, do you have experience with that at all? No, but as somebody very close to me does, and they're very effective, but they're effective once, you know, you have a five digit account, you know, with followers and, um, you know, it all depends. And again, I don't, you, and then this is where we go back to strategies. Like, what is your goal? If you're going to do that, you know, or if you're going to ask somebody for one, like, you know, are you, are you getting followers? Is it brand awareness? Like what exactly are you doing on there? What are you asking for? Like, are you going to provide those shout outs? You know, so that's why I think like there's so many things we can do on social. There's so many methods, so many tools. That's why we have to get so clear about what we want our goal to be and what we want our brand to be and how we want to show up. So, um, yeah, there's also that the shout outs and I personally have never done it, but you know, Actually, it's my husband. He has a 20K um, account, and he was the one that was chatterbanned. <laughs> and um, he was participating in what they call marathons, and it was like the Instagram pods. And there were like hundreds of people in these, bo- in these pods, and you know they would basically go in, coordinate, and then they would all post at once. And then basically, like at once, they would all go like and comment on their own, you know, their different account. And I'm like, oh my God, you're going to set off the algorithm like that because it's like so many, so much activity happening at once, you know? So, you know, that was going to fail. And as you guys probably have heard, you know, the Instagram pods is something that has been going on now for a couple of years. Instagram obviously frowns upon it, but basically it's a group. Right, like. I guess people don't know what pods are. Like I, I'm taking for uh, for granted that most people listening or watching to this right now are not so into Instagram, so they don't know what pods are. Yeah, so basically it's a group of people that get together on Instagram. They actually even have them for Facebook and they create a message thread on Instagram and they basically coordinate to engage with each other on their accounts, right? So yeah. each time you post something, you may go into the group and say, hey guys, I posted something new. And then everybody comes over and then they, you know, like or comment on your account and you do the same for the other pod members. There's, you know, it all varies what the rules are per pod. They all have different rules. Some of them are very hardcore and very like strict about paying back. Um, and you know, people get kicked out and it's like drama and, you know, I've seen it all happen, but basically, you know, it's a group of people that get together to engage with each other and kind of beat the algorithm, right? Cause we know the algorithm will reward anybody with high engagement rates. So basically these people got together and say, you know what, we're going to create the engagement rates. What's going to happen is that then the algorithm is going to give us credit for having high engagement in our account. And, you know, we're going to reach more people and it's going to be great. And we're going to grow, you know, we're going to grow our audience and, you know, it's going to be fantastic. Well, what happens is that, you know, Instagram picks up on the patterns and then as a result can shadow ban you. So, um, you know, it's a great concept. Let's all get together and support one another. I don't see anything wrong with that, but you just have to be careful how you're doing it. I like, um, you know, the groups where it's like whenever somebody has time, they'll go in like and comment, you know, where it's not something happening all at once. It's more like, oh, hey, you know, so-and-so posted today. Let me go over and like give them a like. And, you know, I just signed on to Instagram. It's like nighttime. You know, I like those gradual organic um, pods. But yeah, those hardcore pods are just definitely getting shadow banned left and right. 
Yeah. And I, I heard, um, by the way, there's a good uh, YouTube channel for Instagram growth, uh, Thor something, Thor Arsend, something What's like that. What's it called? Uh, Thor Arsend, something yeah, like that. I, I'll post the link in the, in the comments later on. Okay. Um, so it's like, uh, he, this guy is like a, an Instagram expert and he's like talking about like, he has an amazing YouTube channel for Instagram growth. Um, he said like, if you're in this kind of like group or like pod, then you should um, make sure that you don't get like, you, you should get around 20 likes and that would be enough to trigger the algorithm to promote your uh, post. So just like anybody who doesn't know what's going on, it's like that. Like, so Instagram's algorithm works in a way that once you post something on Instagram, you know, it's like crickets, like nobody knows about it, right? So if Instagram sees that your post is starting to get likes right away, um, I think it's within the first hour or even like as yeah. 20 minutes in or uh, something crazy right. like that. Um, then it promotes it just a little bit. It sees that it gets more traction, promotes it even more. That's, by the way, how Facebook groups, uh, Facebook algorithm works as well, which is like Instagram is now Facebook. So it's like uh, it was acquired by Facebook. So, uh, you know, I guess they're joining forces on algorithm stuff. Um, so Facebook, so Facebook did something a little different back in January, and maybe you guys have heard of it, I'm sure, because Social Media Examiner was, you know, really big on this when Facebook did the, you know, um, big announcement that they weren't going to be showing brand content, they just weren't. So basically, Facebook rewards conversations among users. So for my clients, Clients, for example, they have a Facebook page and the times that the content has gone viral is when there's a lot of conversation between um, different people commenting and they're going back and forth. So when there's that conversation in a comment thread, Facebook will reward that post, will show it to more people, hoping that more people are going to engage with that same post. And that's when I've seen it work. Um, so that's where like, it's a little bit different, where Facebook is now encouraging conversation among people rather than with the brand, where Instagram is still rewarding conversation with the brand. Yeah. So if you can post content on Facebook that's going to trigger conversations among your tribe, that's the kind of content that you want to post, asking questions, debating certain topics. That's going to get rewarded. Yeah. So it's like, um, like now we just switched to Facebook. Um, so like in terms of, in terms of um, Facebook, then yeah, it's like Facebook pages are dead and that's something important to mention. And um, like, although you still, I guess, need a page, you know. Uh, because, uh -huh. Yeah. I, I, I agree and I disagree. So I okay. ran somewhat of an experiment. So this is what I recommend traditionally. You do have to have a page. It's kind of like your, your, your flag in the, in the territory, right? Like you yeah. mark your territory, you mark your space, here's your Facebook page, and it has your brand. Now, what this is going to allow you to do is going to allow you to advertise on Facebook, which we all have yeah. to do you know, nowadays. So you're going to be able to run ads. But to create community, you have to start a group. You have to have a group. So you're not going to have the tribe on the Facebook page. The Facebook page is kind of like your public. This is for the public. This is where you post content for the public to see. And it's not a, a, an intimate connection. However, what I did see is that if you post Facebook Lives on Facebook pages, it changes the game. I had a client. So usually with Facebook pages, it would take me about four to six months for everything to click and for there to be like an engaged audience and for us to get the results that we were looking for. 
by adding live video into the strategy every week, that click happened at two and a half months. So it definitely accelerated everything. And we knew going into it, and that's why we did Facebook Live, is because we knew Instagram, I mean, Facebook was going to reward Facebook Live users. So specifically on pages. So we knew this. So we used it every single week, and it absolutely worked. It definitely clicked. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. I don't know if this is going to work for everybody. You know, certainly doesn't. What works for one person may not work for the other. But, you know, if you're using Facebook pages, you should definitely consider going live from the page. And there's actually, um, what is the name of this tool that you can broadcast all at the same time? But it basically broadcasts. Uh, the same live to your page, your group, and your Facebook profile. So oh, okay. if you don't have to share it, it just goes on automatically. So definitely okay. um, have your page. Um, I don't think you should spend a lot of time on your page. You can definitely schedule posts. But if you're going to go live, try to go live from the page or from your Facebook group. Sometimes okay. I do it from my personal account just because I have more reach. Um, but you have to be careful when you use the personal account because you can violate the terms um, because Facebook doesn't want people using their personal account to promote a business. So you have to do it, you know, carefully. Yeah, I mean, I also kind of, um, I, I, in Facebook groups, it can connect Facebook pages. Um, so that's the reason, by the way, that my, once when I started this group, Mindful and Ruthless, and my page was connected, and I disconnected it about like a month ago just because I'm afraid that Facebook would actually um, hurt the organic visibility of my page in search results of my group in, in the group search, like exploration or discovery uh, tab. Um, I'm afraid that, it, you know, once you have a group connected to a page, that might actually hurt your... Um, really? Okay. I, I'm just like, it's Let something... No, seriously, because I think I think we all have to test, right? Like we yeah. all have to kind of engage in these little experiments and see what works. I'm telling you, that Facebook Live strategy was all a, a, a gut feeling. It was me trying it, and thankfully my client, you know, trusted me, and he said, "Run with it, do whatever you need to do," and you know, it worked. And so yeah. we are all constantly running these experiments to see. And I don't like when people use the word hack the algorithm. You can't hack the algorithm. You have to work with it. You have to understand it. You have to know how it works. And then once you know how it works, you work with it. You know, you right. your advantage. Um, but there's no such thing as hacking the algorithm. It's just not happening. <laughs> yeah. So if your page feels like your office, is your group a bar? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah yeah that's a great example yeah I think it is like the office and you're kind of like professional there and you're just like you know going about and then the bar is like where you go hang out and you yeah. you spark a conversation and you see beer. how everything's going <laughs> exactly let's have a beer let's yeah. talk let's I love that that's awesome Heather. cool yeah I mean it's, it's a great way to describe it I guess yeah totally. um, it's a place to mingle it's a place to create networks and um yeah so sounds good all right so um here's an open question about smartly investing time and energy production values yeah. content quality or content frequency how do you tackle managing these effectively I'll, yeah I'll, so do you want me to read it again like just uh a... no i got it okay. um so 
basically when we think about like creating a plan, we also have to create content strategy and a content calendar. That's the goal. Hopefully, you know, it gets so busy and it's so hard to take the time to do this, but the goal is to have, you know, a plan, even with the content strategy. So you have to figure out, you know, what you're going to post and how often you're going to post it. And within that strategy, you have to create about four different categories of content, right? You're going to create content to sell whatever you're selling. You're going to create content to like add value. You're going to create content to, um, you know, inspirational posts. So you have to get really clear on what you want to talk about online and create these different categories of content and then figure out what kind of content under these categories can I create? You know, is it going to be a podcast? Is it going to be a blog post? Can I make, you know, with one for example, this video, this video could be a blog post. It's going to be a podcast. It's going to be all these different uh, pieces of content. And then you figure out where you're going to post it and how often you're going to post it. So you can start, there's really no best time to post. You know, there's always like, oh, what's the best time to post to Facebook? It all depends on your audience. It all changes. I could tell you that it's at noon, like noon is working for me, but that's my audience that's showing up at that time. Your audience may be showing up at night. I don't know. That's something that you have to test and how often you, you post, again, that is something that you have to test and see if your audience just wants to see content from you once a week, if they want to see it every day, and you know it's kind of like you keep going and you take things out that are not working you add things and you have to keep your strategy very fluid because at the end of the day I do believe your audience will tell you what they want to see um, based on the engagement you know some people are like oh my audience doesn't give me feedback or they don't you know they don't tell me what they want it's like no but they're telling you what they want based on how many likes you're getting on posts if you're getting a bunch of likes they're telling you they like that content so to answer the question, it all depends on, you know, how much content you have and what your audience wants to see and how much value you can deliver. So it depends. I hope I was able to answer it. Yeah. And I think that also um, there's uh, Grant Cardone always talking about, you know, uh, just doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, like showing up and putting out content. And yeah. also like just because, you know, with time you get better. So, you, you know, over like, if you if you're stuck too much on quality and like the quality has to be perfect the content has to be like you know perfectly yeah. strategized and stuff i guess that also you won't get a lot done because you will be too busy in the thinking just get out like yeah. as much content as you can i think and then like um totally pick up veronica and what she's saying in terms of like getting strategy, a strategy around that um and maybe I'm just saying that because that's what I'm doing right now and I'm not so professional. So I don't know, but like I'm, I'm, well, I started this show. I didn't know it was going to be a podcast and then going to be a YouTube show um, and stuff like that. But now that's the things that, that those are the things that are forming right now. Yeah. So I think like, and, and I love that. I love when people find an opportunity to use one piece of content and flip it into different things, right? Like that's yeah. jackpot, like in the content strategy world. But I think something really important, I think we're all focusing a lot on value and we're talking about value, value, value. But I think we also need to make room to talk about results and the transformation and what we're delivering, right? Yeah. So I think that that's kind of where I'm stumped right now because I do want to talk about, you know, the results and that kind of thing. But I don't want to like show a graph, like a Google Analytics like graph. So um you know, it's interesting. How do you talk about, you know, the results? How do you talk about the transformation and what you're able to provide? So that's kind of currently my personal um, project 
you know, figuring out how I show up with that kind of content. And you're absolutely right. Grant is absolutely right. Half of it is showing up. You just have to keep showing up. It doesn't matter. It does matter. But like, don't ever let like the strategy or things being perfect prevent you from showing up. Like if it gets to the point where it's like stopping you from posting, no, you've gone too far. Like just show up. And, you know, I think people um, appreciate consistency and, you know, just showing up. So uh, no matter what, keep doing that. Yeah. And, um, you know, what to talk about where. Mm. Okay. So, I mean, and the page being like, it's the office, you could talk about, you know, you could talk about value. You should talk about value and selling whatever it is you're selling, whether it's you as a brand, whether it's an actual product, whether it's an idea, you should be talking about that everywhere on your personal account. You should be talking about that on your um, page. You should be talking about that in your group. I think value is also another topic that needs to be talked about both on your page and on your um, group. So I think it all depends on, you know, what kind of content categories you have, get really clear on like what the categories are. Like, um, I would say pick four. And, you know, again, that could be sales, that could be, um, you know, inspiration, that could be value. And then create a schedule around that and figure out what topics you want to cover under that. And then it could be really fun if you think about it, because then you could split out all this content and basically you could talk about the same thing, but basically you want to approach the group more casual, right? So we talked about it being a bar. So you're not going to show up at a bar very stiff, right? So maybe the language of the post, when you start to introduce the topic that you're going to be talking about, maybe that's a little bit more relaxed, more conversational, where maybe on the Facebook page, you show up a little bit more professional and to the point you don't show up as casual. So I think like that's where you'd, um, you'd, you'd squeeze in the difference, but I wouldn't get caught up on, you know, what kind of content to post where I would post it everywhere. And then if you see that it's not working, then you pull it back. Um, because if you don't test, you're not going to know. Yeah. And I think that, I think everybody like just to get your, um, head around what's going on. Like, you know, if you're listening to this, I think like, and Veronica, I think you agree with me. You need to have a Facebook group as well in order to build yeah. your brand in social media right now. Like, you know, everybody is on Facebook, let's face it. Like, you know, well, the young people are not, I guess, so much, yeah, but, but, right. But I guess like our age people, like, uh, I mean, um, grownups are on Facebook, you know? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're here. Yeah. All our friends are here. The conversation that we, we have here um, are like, um, so, so, you know, if you want to build your brand, you need a Facebook group as well as a page. It's not enough to have a page anymore. And that's yeah. something which is new. Um, and when you have a Facebook page, the things that you can do is be more casual over there as well and be more kind of like person with the people. Be, I think you should also be more vulnerable kind of like uh, in this group here, I try to share numbers. I, I shared how much I made on my, uh, on my course launch back then. Um, I shared the actual, like, you know, the actual PayPal um, screenshot. I, I share like stuff where like, uh, where um, if I'm on a breakdown stuff like that, I share it. Like I'm, I share the, like everything I can, like in, in the real thing. And the funny thing, I have a story about that is like, I, um, I have another Facebook group in my Israeli design audience. It's around 10 K almost 10 K people in, oh. in that group. And like, I post like serious stuff, like design related stuff all the time there. 
I had a period where I was like, a period in my like, uh, I think it was a couple, a couple years ago when I was super active in that group, like posting all the blog posts that I'm putting out, like news about design related stuff, you know? And I was getting like, I don't know, like 10 likes maybe for something. And then one day I just bought this amazing Lotus spread. Do you know what a Lotus spread is? It's like, do you know Lotus, uh, Lotus uh, biscuits? Uh-uh. No, it's like those little biscuits. I mean, they're they're like kind of like cinnamon taste, and you and you dip them in your coffee. They're like really really good okay. biscuits. But but yeah. the thing is, they pulled out a spread for that to put on a bread, like just a spread of lotus biscuit. I'm like, I was like, oh my god, okay. came to Israel, and I bought one, and I I just posted a picture of it in the group, just like I was like so excited about it. I'm like, oh yes, lotus spread, and it has nothing to do with design. And right. that was one of the most viral ever um, <laughs> posts that I ever had in that group, ever. Yeah. Like, I got, yeah. I think, over 100 likes on that shit. And I'm like, it's just a picture of a lot of spread. Um, it was yeah. super funny. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that that's like the post that did the best because people want authentic connections with people. And yeah, we could talk about design until we're like blue in the face. But if you add like a piece of content that's just relatable, that people can appreciate, I think that loosens up the group a little bit. And again, people find you more approachable when you become more human. And, and as you can remember, um, the big topic as social media marketing world was being human and, and marketers being more human. And I think that that's something that, you know, it's coming back. I think people really need to focus on being human. And, you know, I think that there's also a lot of overwhelm, you know, and a lot of burnout. You know, there's a lot of content being, you know, published every single day. Everybody's doing a podcast. Everybody's going live. Everybody's posting a link to something. Everybody has a funnel. So I think it's a really interesting time, you know, and I think like the only way that you can rise above the noise is by being yourself, being authentic. And only you can answer that. Only you can like put together that strategy because, you know, a strategist can help and definitely help you with the structure and the blueprint of what this is going to look like. But I think in order for you to stand out, you definitely have to be you and you have to bring that forth, whatever that is. Definitely the passion for what you do, but that's how you set yourself aside or apart. Yeah, and, and I think it's a very, very, val it's like super valid point because uh, we all have our different personalities and we all have things that we learn along the way. So if you're there and you're feeling like, oh, I don't have anybody, anything to teach anybody, like um, I, I am also not treating myself as like I'm teaching, like as well, I'm just like sharing. I'm sharing my thoughts, I'm, I'm sharing my beliefs, I'm talking to you because I want to learn more about social media, you know, like, and, and I know that we yeah. have this interesting conversation because, I mean, that's, that's the thing that, you know, interests me and therefore it will interest the people that are around me. That's a, that's a great thing about Facebook groups that you can build a tribe, even if you're like, just like super passionate about like some certain specific kind of mushroom in China, then, yeah. like, you know, Great, just do it. Right? Like, their trailer group. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's like, you know, there's construction groups. I mean, there's everything that you can think of. There's like yarn groups and like sewing. Um, but yeah, like I love what you said because that's how I do my lives. You see my lives in my yeah. group. 
And basically, those are conversations with friends of mine who do something cool that I want to talk about. I mean, it's basically me having a conversation with a friend, and it just so happens to be live on Facebook, you know? And I so enjoy them because those are exactly the conversations I would be having with them off camera. And we'd be talking about Facebook ads or talking about, you know, whatever. So this is a conversation between you and I really talking about social media, what's working for you, what's not working. So I definitely enjoy that. And so again, I think when you share your story and when you share your process, that's a very powerful tool that I don't think a lot of us use. I think people in the coaching world world have tapped into that to share their story and how they overcame something. Um, so I think for us that are like more in the marketing and um, more like serious marketers, I think we need to become more human. And I think something that will enable us to do that, you know, in an organic way would be to share our story, would be to let the audience in to get to know us a little better. And a good place to start is by sharing your story and how you got to be where you are. Yeah, totally. And uh, just anybody who's looking also for some pieces about that, like storytelling is one of the uh, best skills that I think anybody should learn in 2019. And um, I posted a resource about story, like about storytelling, like a bunch of resources in one post on one of the uh, resource Thursdays. So all you have to do is search in this group for storytelling and you'll find it. And it's like, just like great resources, like amazing books. Like I read so many amazing books. I just finished reading uh, this, the presentation secrets of Steve Jobs. And wow. that's a was super that? eye-opening. Uh, yeah, great. Just that's really amazing. Um, and also, uh, do you think you're funny? Uh, Kevin Wayman suggested that uh, when I interviewed him. Um, do you think you're funny is like a, about a comedian, like telling his secrets of storytelling? Um, so he has, he has all kinds of stuff. Of like Also, like if you have like something like a presentation where you go on stage and you have to remember your, uh, your script, then he has a method of like, you know, you have to, it's a method that people use, uh, also actors use um, when, when thinking about the scripts, which it's connect, connecting it to a, to a physical location uh, that they know of. And basically like you walking around the living room and picking stuff up and then like managing that's one part of your talk and that's another part of your talk. And basically it's breaking that down, tons of techniques and, and like uh, stuff about, like really great anecdotes about storytelling in, in, in those resources. So uh, great. There's a lot of books out there, so it's great. Um, okay. So before we wrap up, um, I want to ask you something. Okay. Like a lot of us, are, I'm going back to Instagram for one second because that's, I think my main problem in life. No, I'm just kidding. But that's my main problem. <laughs> like, I'm trying to keep it real on my profile. Right. I'm, my strategy is like, you know, uh, I want people to get to know my message. Um, and therefore, I know that I'm focusing and I'm every once in a while, I'm like, I'm jab, 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 right hooking them. Like I'm, I'm posting the promos to these kind of conversations there, hoping people will come from Instagram to here to this group, uh, to the Facebook group. And um, um, anybody who's listening to the podcast right now and not in this group, <laughs> join Mindful and Ruthless. Um, but I'm saying like, I'm, I also, I also want to keep it real and therefore my feed doesn't look planned. It looks pretty random. You know, one post of me and the kids, another post of like a promo for uh, tomorrow's interview, another post of like, you know, a, a, an actual promo to one of my YouTube uh, videos. Um, another post is me and my wife, another post like, and I feel like I don't want to lose that in a way, you know, but I, I think it's preventing me from growing. Um, so what do you think? Like, should I, should, should I mix it up? 
Um, I don't think you need to change that. I think what you need to do is the presentation of it maybe needs to be improved. And you're a designer, so this should like be super easy for you to do. And basically, like what I would probably do is to let me see, scroll down. Even even these are not designed, you know, still with that. People are doing this right. with icons and stuff, and that's me training. Yeah, out. That's YouTube promo, the promo for today. Uh, this is from last week, uh, and this is from last week from Pat Flynn, Pat Flynn's interview. Um, this is my, my kids, like a uh, video of my kids. This is a video of me scripting stuff. My kids again, <laughs> Shannon. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like all kinds of like random stuff uh, according right. to what's going on in my life and business. Um, right. Exactly. Who wants a backflip? Who wants a backflip? Check it out. Backflip, backflip in three, two, uh, one. I saw this. Yeah. That, I it? <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. That was um, awesome. So, so yeah. So do you think that I should keep it the same, change it, tweak it to something? So, I mean, the only thing is I would look to see if there's a way where you can, um, presented differently in the design aspect. I know a long time ago, I used to make my photos a little smaller and they would have like a white area around it. So uh -huh. all my photos had the same thing and they just created like this extra white space. So, uh -huh. but the content in the middle, they didn't have any like, you know, it wouldn't necessarily match, but because I had that frame and all the pictures that would match. I so see. maybe you need to explore um, some sort of frame that maybe you could put around the still images. The videos are videos and they're just gonna have to be there, but maybe like come up with some sort of frame. And again, cause you're like into design, you have a better eye than I do. Like you may be able to come up with a way to like really present it. I love the flyers that you've been creating to promote, to promote your live videos. I think they look amazing. So um, yeah, I would probably look for a design, you know, or a way to present that content, but I wouldn't change it. It is you. I love the fact that you're using it with a purpose. Like you're basically saying, this is my behind the scenes channel. This is where you can see what I'm doing, um, you know, behind the scenes. So I think that purpose needs to remain because you're showing up in different networks with, again, a purpose. And I think that's really important where you're not just posting content for no reason. You're, you're showing your audience um, a behind the scenes look and hopefully getting to connect with them on a more human level. So I think it's great. I don't think, I see what you're saying with the design and being able to look at the first nine pictures, you know, does it look like aesthetically pleasing? I mean, to me, it's all about the content. And, you know, if you got good content and it's working, like keep doing it. Um, if it's not working, then I would think about, you know, changing it. I mean, you have 3,000 followers. Like, I think, you know, you could hit another 3,000 before the end of the year if you like stay consistent. Yeah, the thing is now, like my question is, how do I hit not 3,000 by the end of the year, but how do I get to 10K by the end of the year? That's if I had that answer, I would run, like I would have 10K myself, but yeah. I, do, I do have to tell you that there are people who do that and that's their, that's their bread and butter, that is what they do. And like I said earlier, I'm working with somebody that that's all they do. So I've yet to see their work, but I may have a solution for you. There is a certain individual who, who does this. And so I just need to see if, he, if it works and if he's good at it. And if he is, I will come back to you and say, like, I know someone who can help. Um, cool. yeah, that's, that's a big question. And I mean, you know, my husband, for example, his account, he 
he, he had 300 people when he started and now you know he has 20,000 people and basically he posted four to five times a day he was engaging in all of the hashtags he was connecting with other people and he was participating in these pods but he would spend all day on Instagram like we would get into fights about it because it was like put down your phone and you know like you're not actually making money on Instagram yet and I understood like he was trying to build an audience so that like at some point he could have influence he, he could sell something um, but it got to that point where he was spending so much time on Instagram that it was starting to affect her. Um, it can be done. It's just how much time are you willing to invest? Or are you willing to hire somebody to help you? You know, it's either or. You have to put resources yeah. into it. It's either time or the resources, the money. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally about it. Like, you know, because I want to hack, um, I want I, I want to hack it in terms of like growth. I know that I should put money and like resources of money inside because, you know, time yeah. is limited, of course, and I have all my other activities and I'm also about like building business. So therefore my business goals, you know, in the past, in the next six months, and I'm clear about that, like to all my community and everything is like reach because right now I'm the small Israeli entrepreneur that is just starting to make it. You know, I'm just really small and I'm like, just starting to start my network but you're coming in but you're coming in very strong you know what i mean like you just had pat flynn on your like that not everybody can pull that off you know you're not even in the streets and you're sitting here with pat you know so like you're coming in really really strong you have some great content and even pat said it like you have a great thing going on in the group so i think like you just need to up level and keep going and you know innovate keep innovating and keep um finding like these super interesting people that you're getting on the show but like i think you're coming in really strong and that's a really strong foundation it adds so much credibility when you have somebody like pat on your show i mean it's amazing so yeah. i think you're coming in really strong okay thank you thank you i i hope I, you know it's like um, i i know my message is is clear i know what i'm doing in terms of like you know yeah. messaging um I built two communities around design that I, I'm, it's, so I'm not a newbie in this, like, you know, um, building a community thing, but I am new to doing it in, in the social media way um, on my end, because up until now, like the two communities that I built back then were all about an email list with a weekly newsletter. And then this community right now, I'm, I'm focusing on a Facebook group, which is something that's new and it's more kind of like, I'm, I'm focusing most of it on the socials and I started to up my Instagram game and, I, and now YouTube once a week. By the way, everybody listening and watching, we decided that every Thursday would be the, the, the day of the, of the new video because here on Tuesdays we have the interviews, on Thursday will be the video. So basically now I have a schedule kind of. Um, and then on Mondays will be basically this interview uh, we'll start be we'll start um, we will start posting those on Monday basically like right now it's Tuesday so next Monday it will be on my YouTube show uh, uh, already and then it will be on the podcast and that's kind of like how I roll but then I'm saying I'm saying like enough that I have like I have the strategy I have the content I have like everything but I'm not having the reach how can I get the reach how can I get like the people that are relevant that will find this message interesting to get this message that's what I'm like well, I think another thing that we haven't discussed is advertising. You have to start running ads. You know? So I think ads could be really effective for you on Instagram. But again, you know, we need a strategy for it and figure out what the ads are going to say. But I think at this point, this is the point where you would um, 
do a paid strategy rather than organic reach because you're looking to bump it pretty fast. And the only way that's going to get you there is probably through advertising and getting people over to your account and having a really great offer. So um, I would probably go ahead and start doing advertising to hack it. And then until you can find an individual that can really hack the growth and can really like implement certain tactics to get you there on an organic level, I think you're your very like in the moment solution right now would be the ads. Guys. Okay, cool. All right, cool. Um, so we're just about to wrap up. I just want to ask you um, a couple questions. We have the lightning round. Okay. Yeah. Um, and one, the first question is, um, is something that, that it can be longer in terms of the answer because it's not so lightning, but I'll ask you this, like, what are you most uh, fired up about today? All right, just wanted to take a short break here. Um, if you listen to this episode all the way here, it means you probably find value in it, right? So, well, I wanted to just let you know that this is a weekly show and it's published first on the Mindful and Ruthless Facebook group as it's recorded live. Yes, this is a Facebook live interview and it basically allows you to interact with the speakers and myself and ask questions as we're recording the podcast and we are trying to answer all of those questions so if you haven't already be sure to search and join the mindful and ruthless group on facebook i promise you you'll find amazing value in joining this community as long as basically joining a community with a lot of other amazing entrepreneurs so all right back to the episode today um like in social media or just life, just in general? General. It can be life, it can okay. be social media, it can be both. So I'm really excited to be collaborating with other professionals right now. Um, I had a conversation with a friend of mine. I'm actually going to be working with her. And we're putting together like this super team, like you know, we have people who are like experts in email marketing. Then we have somebody who's really like an expert in, you know, design. We have an expert on this. We have an expert in that. And we're all coming together right now to put together packages for individuals like us that would, you know, incorporate creating the content and posting the content in groups and also in pages and basically put in that content strategy in place where it's like, how many sales posts do we have? How many, you know, um, inspirational posts do we have? And basically like having that packaged up for people and basically going back and selling that to people because we don't have time to create all this content ourselves. We do, but we have so much to do. We have to scale the business. We have to sell. We have to do something, right? So I think that there's a real need for um, done-for-you services when it comes to social media. So I'm really excited about getting to collaborate with a team, and I'm actually going to be project managing that team and basically making sure that everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, So I'm really excited about that. Nice. And when is it going to be like live or live? We're basically like um, working out, you know, the processes right now and making sure that those are light, um, that they're not like heavy, clunky processes that can like slow people down. So we're working out the kinks right now, I would say like in about two weeks. Two weeks. Awesome. Cool. So uh, talk to me, you know, (laughs) I might be a potential fan. For sure. sure. Cool. Cool. Um, All right. So in terms of the, now we're entering the real lightning round. These are like fast answers. Um, All right. So let me pull it up. Um, Okay. So any books, articles, YouTube videos, or channels that you found super interesting lately and that you like to recommend? Not at this time. Really? How yeah, many books do you read a month? 
I'm going to have to disappoint. You know what it is? I've been receiving a lot of information from different sources. So I can't, um, at this current time, usually I do have a book. Usually I have a channel. Usually I have like that one thing. But I feel like lately I've just been receiving um, different information from different sources where I'm kind of getting to curate, you know, what I need. And so before I was so caught up, like I would buy courses, I would have like all this stuff and I would feel so guilty from like purchasing a course and not going through it. But now I'm being like a little kinder with myself and just learning what I need to learn in that moment. You know what I mean? Like what skill do I need now, right, to get me to point B? And so... Because before it's like, oh, I need to know how to build my email list. Let me buy that course. And oh my God, I need to take that course. And then I never have time to take the course. So it's like, I need to stop feeling guilty about that and just use it when I'm ready to build my email list. Like, don't beat myself up. So I think right now is all about like what I need in the moment, learning that and getting to like next. Cool. And um, by the way, you mentioned back then, like, you know, these, these people that you can follow to learn about hashtags and Instagram marketing and in general, like, do you have a couple of people you can recommend? Maybe we should all follow. Yeah. You know, who's good. That guy, Jay. Um, oh my God. What is his name? I put my phone in airplane mode, but um, there's that guy, Jay. He's an Instagram expert. I really like him. I think he's like really genuine. Um, and then as far as, uh, other people to follow. I don't know. You really have to go and look at the hashtags and see what hashtags you're interested in. Um, I'm pretty much, I got to tell you, I'm not following people on Instagram to see like what they're doing because Instagram, while it is important to me, it's not where I'm putting my focus right now. Okay. So you're putting your focus on Facebook? No, I'm putting my focus within my business right now. And basically, like, I'm making sure that I continue to provide content and show up in all these networks. But right now, I'm kind of working within and putting together certain processes and getting really clear about the kind of content that I want to provide. And so right now, I am working out the ideas to do a course for people who want to become social media managers. So I think, like, for the next 90 days, I'm going to be focusing on that, creating that course, and then, you know, do an outreach, then focusing on, you know, who I'm going to reach out to on Instagram and then focusing on the platforms. Because I think it's really important to be very realistic with yourself and to not put a lot of pressure on yourself. Like, I know I can't do everything. I can't be in all places at all times. So I need to cut myself some slack. And, you know, if I start following and trying to be and trying to do at all times, I'm going to focus and that's I'm gonna be out of my zone of genius it's so important that I'm in my zone of genius and almost disregard you know what other people are doing for a quick moment so that I can tap into what I'm supposed to deliver what I'm supposed to bring to the world and then when that's ready then I'll come back and engage but you know I think it's really important to get really clear about the things that you're saying online because otherwise you're just gonna get lost yeah totally I I totally agree as well um and it's like uh, Pat Flynn mentioned it last week. It's like you have the FOMO, the fear of missing out uh, syndrome. Yeah. Right. And then he mentioned JOMO, which is like joy of missing out. Which is like <laughs> JOMO, you know? Uh, I like that. So, yeah. Um, all right, cool. So, um, next question uh, Any tools that you'd like you know, to recommend that we maybe don't know? Yeah, right now I'm really enjoying Planoly, it's P L A 
N-O-L-Y. You can okay. schedule Instagram posts. And what I like about Planoly is that you're able to see your entire feed. So you can drag and drop the different pictures to curate what that's going to look like. And I was actually going to bring that up to you because you were concerned about like how your um, Instagram page looks and you could actually use Planoly and go ahead and curate like where you want the little squares and what you want them to look like. So you can see what your Instagram page is going to look like before you post it. And, and then you can go ahead and schedule the posts and even save drafts. So when you have ideas, just dump them in there. Um, I think like, again, more than the tools, I think what's important for us to implement too are like processes and systems. My goal too is to go ahead and make sure that I'm not wasting time, that I'm focusing and that I'm effective when I go online. It's so easy to lose focus and get caught up like in a comment. Yeah. And before you know it, you forgot why you went to Instagram. <laughs> you know, so I think right now for me, what's important is to have, you know, instead of me working the tools, have the tools work for me. And um, even to my advantage, and I think sometimes I spend a lot of time trying to hack the tools and trying to, you know, and I think like I'm not taking the time to make it work for me. And that's what I'm currently focusing on. So I think that, you know, and I even provided, I think I did this like two weeks ago. It was like the 10 tips to save time on social media. Mm -hmm. um, so that's like really important to me that you, that I have like those tips and that I'm able to implement them. Another thing that's really important is just to create a content folder um, where you just dump your ideas or like, let's say you're working on a draft. Um, for a blog post, let's say you don't finish it, you dump it in there. So that one day when you're looking for content, you could just go in to that folder and you can find like different ideas and you don't have to like start from scratch. So little things like that is what I'm most interested in rather than actual tools because the tools come and go and I think we all have to test there's not one tool that can solve our problems um, you know I often get asked like what dashboard do you use for social media and it's like I use three of them because not one dashboard can do everything I needed to do so while like one can post to this network it doesn't handle the number of accounts that I need so another one will handle the accounts I need, but then it won't save the content where I can have a library within the actual dashboard. So you have all these tools and they all do different things. So it's like that, you know, I'm more focused on like, here are the tools outside and it's like, how am I using these tools? You know, how are these tools benefiting me and saving me time and allowing me to be more effective so that I can continue to like, not only show up, but create the content that I'm here to create. Totally. Um, it's like first choose your tasks and then choose the right tools for the tasks. So, yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, final question. So where can we all find you? Yeah, so I have a website and the website is Amarante Communications and that's where you can go learn about me, learn about my services and you know I do post a couple of resources but I would say find me on the Facebook group it's called the Make It Happen Department, Social Media and Branding and that's the place where I really go and post a lot of resources. That's where I create some of the conversations around social media and just other topics that we're concerned with as professionals. Like, you know, I even had, you know, I think I had my friend, um, not I think I know I had my friend on there and we were talking about networking and how even on social media we're networking the way that we would network when we would go to a cocktail party um, and the fact that we are networking every time we show up on social media and we engage with another professional so we were talking about that concept so even though like um, some of the topics may not be obvious that they're connected to social media but somehow they do connect to us as a professional so I really enjoy having those conversations in that group 
Cool, cool. Yeah, so I'm again like Facebook groups is the place, is the bar. Yeah. Mingle and network, and I will sure link to the, your Facebook group as well. Veronica, it was a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much. So much. And thank you for your generosity with your time. I know that we're like half half an hour um, over time, like you know, in terms of like the show. So no, so I much. love this stuff. I could talk about you know social media and these topics forever. So. <laughs> Um, no, thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed it. And thank you to everybody who watched and who's listening and who uh, left a comment. Again, if you have questions for us, just leave them in the comment. We're going to be around. Um, you know, I'm in the group as well. I hang out in the group. So um, make sure you say hi. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and like people download the 10 tips for social media oh, yeah. uh, that I, I already linked it in the comments, but I will link it again now. And so everybody, that was Veronica Amarante. Uh, Veronica, thanks so much for being here on the show and really appreciate your time and tips. And, and I guess that we'll continue on this conversation. Maybe we'll have you back again, like, you know, later on on the show. And um, all right, everybody, I uh, hope you enjoyed. hope you found it useful. Please post in the comments. If you have any more questions for Veronica, she's here in the group. So like you can, you can post questions, you can ask her, uh, connect with her right now. And yeah, so everybody have a great night, day, wherever you are in the world. And uh, Veronica, thanks so much. See you Thank later. you. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. And that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I would love if you could help me out and please rate this on iTunes. This is a new podcast, so reviews on iTunes go a long way and also ensure that more people will just get to enjoy it. You only have to do this once, not every episode, and it has a tremendous impact. Also, if you haven't yet, I would love to invite you to join the Mindful and Ruthless group on Facebook, where I host this show live and also share so much more with the members of the community. This will be a chance for me to get to know you better and I love connecting with my audience. All right, so until next time, remember to be mindful and ruthless. Ruthless with your gut feeling. Ruthless with your journey. Don't let anybody take you off your path, my friend. Keep on and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. What you invest is what you're going to get out of it. Because to grow it and to have a lot of growth, you have to create a lot of content. You have to be there. If you don't test, you're not going to know.